Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Backyard Table Podcast. I'm your host, Gunner. I'm here with... RJ. And we are going to talk about movies. Movies. So, last night, I watched... Um, oh, what's that fucking... I immediately forgot what it was called. <laughs> the Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness. Oh, I still need to watch it. Yes, it was put on uh, Disney+. Plus. Yes. So, I finally, I was able to watch it... Um, have you seen anything about it on, like, Twitter or Instagram or anything? Kinda, yeah. P- people are pissed about it because I, I'll i give them some of the effects weren't, like, great. Mm-hmm. But people are pissed about the wrong effects. Because there are, there's trending, like, two or three, like, trending shots that are like, when, or man, this looks like it's from... The fucking 80s. What is Sam Raimi doing? But the movie itself is kind of like... I don't want to say an homage, but... It's meant to be like that. Because it's it's not like other Marvel movies. It's a, it's a It's got thriller aspects to it. Yeah. But it's done in like traditional thriller sense. Where it's like, if you've watched a thriller movie... And you're watching this movie, you you can see what's coming. Like so, mm-hmm. it's not a surprise if you've seen traditional thrillers. Mm-hmm. So in that sense, like of old movies and old style, there are transitions. Like there's one shot, I forget what it's on, but then something happens, and then there's kind of it's kind of shitty. There's a shitty transition between that shot and then it goes to Wong. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of like fades him in, and people are pissed about it. But I'm like, no, that's the style. That's how those movies used to be. It's awful, but it's awesome because that's it's, that's that art style. Yeah, and also it's Sam Raimi. It's like, fucking Sam that, Raimi. That's what he's known for. Yeah. Yeah, there's that one. Um. Ah, uh, I can't think of what the other one is. Oh, no, I think I know what it is. So, um, do you care if I spoil it a little bit? No. Okay. Um, so, possible spoilers. It's not very far in the movie that this happens, and I'm sure most people have seen it online. Mm-hmm. Um, but, obviously, it's in the multiverse. So, in a different universe, Scarlet Witch kills uh, Professor X. But Okay. It, He's, like, in his mind or whatever. And she comes up from behind him through a cloud of smoke. And she's got, like, zombie-ish or vampire-ish makeup on. Like, she looks like a creature instead of her. (laughs) And she snaps his neck. And then it fades out of that just to him back in his chair. And then he twists his neck sideways and just falls over. And people were upset about that because it's, like, it's a shitty kind of, like, jump scare and a bad transition. But again, like that's how it was supposed to be. Yeah. You've seen Marvel movies. You know they have the budget to do stupid fucking crazy shit. Yeah. If they did that, they did that on purpose. Yeah, seriously. It's not like Marvel is going to make these like bad unex- like inexperienced decisions. Like clearly they've known what they're doing. Yeah. They have like 3 of the top 10 highest grossing films of all time. Yeah, like, it's it's painful, but as I said earlier, they're focusing on the wrong bad effect, mm-hmm. because uh, there's one shot, somebody is thrown against a car, but it is so obviously, like, fucking sped up that it looks like rubber. <laughs> it's, um, did you ever see Gemini Man? No, but I heard it was terrible. Yes. I never saw it, but I did see a breakdown of one of the shots in it mm-hmm. where he's on a motorcycle and he like twists his back tire and hits the, a guy in the head with it. Okay. But it moves so fast that it just looks wrong. Like there is absolutely no physics whatsoever. It's just like, bam. And you're like, huh? And the dude just flies. Yeah. Like it's. 
there there's some things that VFX artists can nail and some can't. And those are the shots you have the wrong artists working on. Yeah. Like, I don't even know. How to, I, w- I wish I could show you. Um, if you watch it, you'll see it. It's like the second or third scene of the movie. But he gets thrown against the car and just bounces like a motherfucker. <laughs> and then fades back into real. And he's all slow again. And it's it, it was bad. Oh, man. We're going to... Uh... My sister and I are watching all of the Marvel movies in order, and we just finished Endgame, so we're pretty close to being done. Yeah. We've got, like, five more movies, I think. Um, but, yeah, so we're, we're getting close to Doctor Strange, so whenever I watch it, <laughs> we can reconvene. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was going to say something else. Oh, I wanted to talk about her... <laughs> her story arc oh wanda yeah okay so i pointed this out to t because scarlet witch was her favorite character yeah but then i pointed this out and she was so pissed at me she's like you ruined it for me (laughs) so her story arc right like through the last few movies and wandavision and whatever is that she lost her husband who was not a human and as far as I remember, could not reproduce. She lost her man. Yeah. Uh, imagined having kids <laughs> took over a town to have kids to pretend to have kids and is now trying to get to a different universe where she has kids. <laughs> <laughs> It's a little bit weird when you break it down. It gets better. So, I was talking to T about this. I was explaining. She is, kind of by accident, the strongest character in the universe. Yeah. Like, because, you know how, like, obviously when you're writing a comic, you have an idea in mind. But as the story builds and as you write it, things change. Yeah. So... Obviously, she was meant to be incredibly powerful, but I don't think when the artists created her that she was meant to be as powerful as she was. But as the comics went on, they were like, oh, shit, she has this power. That means she can do this, 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 and this. Yeah. And now she can do basically whatever she wants. That's true. She's very powerful. She's essentially a god. Yeah. So, I understand wanting to turn her into kind of like a villain because if she were on the good side anything after Thanos even Thanos if she wanted to that fight could have been done in a minute oh dude she almost did by herself in by the herself. big battle at the end of Endgame exactly if he didn't have that whole army in the ship to rain fire like it would have been over yeah yeah so even that like she had him, but was had to kill her man to fucking solve the issue or whatever, right? And then Thanos just hit the reverse button and was yeah, like, said, nah, give me psych. that stone. <laughs> but she's that powerful. So yeah. you have to turn her into a villain because otherwise, basically, the world has succeeded. Yeah, it's true. But I think the way they went about it was so bad. Because it's dudes in whenever the fucking comics were written, the 60s or 70s, 80s, whatever. Yeah. Dudes writing her story where instead of being, you know, a villain for something or the best hero you have, you're just going to make her want her imaginary kids. <laughs> Like, it's such a shit story arc. Yeah. You yeah, turn her a villain great. because she wants kids that she never had or had the chance of having. Yeah, it's a little bit of an odd, like, almost stereotype. Yeah, it's the worst kind. Yeah. It's, she's, she she wants to be a mom, so she's going to destroy universes to become a mom. <laughs> 
And doesn't Doctor Strange, like, have something to do with, like, her and the Illuminati? Yes, that's in the alternate universe. Um, do you want me to explain it? I mean, I don't really know anything about it, but I just know that there's something to do with the Illuminati. <laughs> yeah, it's incredibly fucking stupid if you want me to explain it. If not, I'll leave it out. Um, maybe let's leave it out so okay. I can watch it. Yeah. It's not the Illuminati that you think. It's called okay. that for some fucking random reason. But it's nothing to do with the real Illuminati? <laughs> no. Okay. Um, side note. Yes. Did you know Sam Raimi puts his own car in every film? I didn't know that. Yeah, he has this little cameo of his car in every movie. That's cool. And I learned that before watching the movie, and I found it, and I was like, that's fucking, that's funny, that's a good cameo. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like how M. Night Shyamalan has to be in every single one of his movies. Like, he has to play a character. Yeah. It's so funny. Yeah. yeah. Because it was... it's not just like a cameo like Stan Lee. It's like M. Night Shyamalan has lines and stuff in most of his movies. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a good movie. I enjoyed it. Okay. I don't like her story arc, but that's yeah. not the movie's fault yeah that that's more of a yeah that's kind of a writing thing yeah that's a story built problem yeah um yeah i need to watch that um there's one movie that i watched recently that was very strange and it was like it was a weird watch i watched it with um some of my family and uh, my buddy tyler shout out tb tyler burton um, we watched this movie called Spree. Spree. It came out in 2020 and it was like mid pandemic. And I think it was straight to Hulu. Like it's a Hulu movie. Um, and it has Joe Carey in it. You know who that is, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. So he was as in Joe Carey in Free it. Guy. Yes, he was you, in Free Guy. And he's also watch, in Stranger Things. Did you watch Free Guy? I did. Okay. Um, but yeah, so it's Joe Carey plays the main guy. And basically the whole story is that he is someone who's just longing for like social media fame for um, like he just wants to be famous. Like he's been making YouTube videos for nine years, doing draw my life and stuff, never breaking like triple digit views. Um, and he used to babysit this kid who ended up becoming like very famous and the kid is like a douchebag like he's one of those um like pranksters and like he goes out and like pranks the homeless and like he purposely is meant to be horrible okay and this movie is like a half horror thriller and half like comedy and okay. it's such a weird movie. So basically what Spree is, Spree in the movie is a rideshare app, like Uber or Lyft or whatever. And he goes, I know how I'm going to get famous. I'm going to become a Spree driver and I'm going to kill my drivers. What? No. What? <laughs> Do you mean passengers? That's what I meant. Sorry, okay. passengers. I'm going to kill my passengers. <laughs> okay and so he basically he puts water bottles in the car like a lot of people do but he puts poison in them and that like kills people instantly cyanide and, i don't know something <laughs> it doesn't really say okay know? like it just says that he puts something in it to make you fatal yeah um but this entire movie He's, you're just following him, and through most of the camera shots, it's through, like, his live feed, or, like, other people's Snapchats or Instagram stories, and it's kind of, like, it's a weird way to film, but it was such a strange movie, and he ends up killing a lot of people in it, like, probably, like, 15 to 20 people, and it's supposed to take place in one night. Okay. And it's just, like, I don't know if you'll ever watch it, but it was such a strange movie to me because they, like, purposely... I watched interviews and stuff about the movie after, mm -hmm. and they said they purposely wanted to make it so that, like, 
they wanted to make it the opposite of the movie Joker with Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> they were like, we want you to feel the opposite about these killings that you did about those because they thought that in Joker it made it like you were almost excited about what he was doing and like you were happy for him. Yeah. But in this movie, it's like you want to kind of see some of yourself in this guy and like cringe at it. Like, ew, why? Like, why do I relate to that? Like (laughs) him just wanting this fame. And so, yeah, it was a weird movie, but that movie has been on my mind. Yeah, that's fair. Um, have you, do you, I forget, you don't like Stranger Things, do you? I don't at all. Oh man, it's such a good show. I, I do not like it. I'm so <laughs> excited for this next half or whatever of the season. Yeah, I, like, I don't even know why I don't like it, but I watched, so I watched the first season because I, I was, I never really gave into it on my own. Yeah. And I had a buddy who was like, oh, just like, just watch this episode. It's great. And showed me the first episode. And I was like, I I wasn't really entertained by that. And he's like, oh, come on, just watch the rest of the season with me. So we watched the first season. And I just came out of it like, I don't like it. I don't like the Gaten, whatever his name is. Gaten Matarazzo? Yep, that guy. Um. Uh, I respect oh, him. Dustin. Yeah. So I, I respect that guy in real life. Like, he's a very talented individual. Yeah. But you know how there's sometimes people you don't like and you don't even have a reason for it? Oh, yeah. That, he's kind of one of those for me. Fair enough. It's just, it's hard for me to watch him, like, play a character. Um, I respect everyone in Stranger Things. I respect the production, all of that. I just could never get behind it it wasn't for me i i don't want to try to convince you because you've made up your mind very obviously yes (laughs) (laughs) but i think you'd like it in later seasons when they grow up a bit i did watch the first episode of this new season with my brother-in-law just because it was on while i was eating dinner one night yeah and like it was fine, but I couldn't. I like. I wouldn't sit down and watch it by myself. Fair enough, man. I I, I don't know. like. I don't like the bullies. The bullies make me like scoff. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because they're so unrealistic. Like, bullying happens one hundred percent, but it doesn't happen like that. Like she goes up and presents about how her dad is a hero because he died fighting a fire. Was it? It was like he died in a way like that. I think I think that was the story they came up with, yeah. Yeah, like that was the story that she was presenting. And they're like, ha, that's not a hero. We're talking about actual people. And I was like, and everyone's laughing at her and pointing. And the teacher's like, just calm down, class. I'm like, that's not real. That, like, okay. Like I... that girl would have gotten beat in my high school like she would have gotten if she was doing that like it would not have ended well for her i would agree but a you gotta remember it's the 80s shit was different back then people were fucking rude i feel like people are ruder now than they were then yeah but it's a lot more pc rude (laughs) that's true (laughs) pc rude yeah (laughs) Bullying has evolved to be a little more progressive. Yeah, that's true. Now people uh, just do it behind a screen. Yeah, exactly. And I do agree. Um, I forgot that about that happening. That was a bad fucking... That was a bad scene. Yeah, that entire scene, I just was like, what is this? Yeah, she has that bully for a little bit, and it's it, that one was poorly written. I'll give you that one. <laughs> yeah, but the rest of it is so... It's so good. And the effects are fucking phenomenal. I don't... I don't understand how you don't like it. It just doesn't, like, fit into a genre that I think I'm into. That's fair. Because, like, what genre would you say Stranger Things What genre would I say it is? 
Oh, that's a good question. Exactly. <laughs> Probably a bit of thriller. Yeah, I was going, yeah, I was going more towards like the thriller horror sense, but that's another thing about it is that I feel like the stuff that they try to make scary also doesn't really land for me. Why? It just doesn't land. Like I <laughs> it doesn't seem scary to me. Like if I if I want to be scared of something, it usually has to be like supernatural or realistic. Or it has to be like a real murderer or kidnapper or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like I watched, um, I know you guys don't have Hulu up there, but there's this mini series that came out. It's called Under the Banner of Heaven. Hey, um, actually, that was filmed here and I have friends that worked on it. Yeah. Yeah. It was filmed there. Yeah. I saw that the other day and I was like, I got to talk to G about this. Yeah. But yeah, so I watched that show and that show is phenomenal. Yeah. It was so well written, especially as an ex-Mormon myself. Oh my heavens. It was just, man, I don't even, it was so intense. All of the actors and actresses just absolutely murdered it. No yeah. pun intended. Um, but either way, so I watched that show and that show freaked me out for a little while because it's real mm-hmm. and it's based on a murder that happened here by like, <laughs> like in an organization that I grew up pretty close to. So that was one of the things that I'm like, that's scarier to me than any like monster or like, you know. Well, yes, but that's not the point. I know, but it just doesn't land for me. That's not my type of horror. Yeah, fair enough. You're <laughs> you're a big horror guy, aren't you? I do. I love horror. Yeah, so does T. I cannot stand it. Yeah, I know you're not a big fan. <laughs> I have to really care about the show to even enjoy a thriller. I think See, horror I movies love are so thrillers. fucking boring. I like thrillers more than I like horrors, I would say. Yeah. Because thrillers make you think a little bit more. Horrors are like, oh, there's a demon in your house. And yeah. It's like. Guess what? You're probably going to die. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> it's going to jump like, out. If that's real, you're going to die. If yeah. There's no exorcism that's going to take that demon out. I'm sorry. You're, you're a character in a horror film. You're going to die. <laughs> Most of the time. Unless you're the main protagonist. Yeah. Then sometimes you can survive. Sometimes. So, yeah, depending on the movie. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think horror movies are so boring. Like, video games... That's that's where I'm different. Is like I enjoy a good horror video game. See, I'm the complete opposite. I don't watch or play any horror video game. <laughs> I like I like the I think it's the I like to experience it myself. Like if that's I'm the fair. character getting fucking scared. Yeah. I got to say I hate cheap horror. Like oh, I'm walking along doing something and then something pops up on my screen and it screams. Like it's like yeah. that fucking scare me don't just pop up and eh. yeah like making me jump and scaring me is a different conversation yeah like a, a good jump scare can be well done kind of oh, yeah. like the one from uh multiverse of madness where she snaps his neck like you don't expect her mm-hmm. you do because you've if you know anything about traditional thrillers you expect it because it's coming but yeah you don't expect it, it appears, it screams, something changes. And it's well done. Yeah. But if you just... The only game that I will give exception to that is Five Nights at Freddy's. Five Nights at Freddy's, like, perfected the jump scare, I would say. They did. Because it's... It, especially it's in the first perfect. game. In the first game, it's very fucking cheap. But you can fight it. And you know yeah, it's coming. You've fight it and then when you fail that's when it becomes and the thing is is that you know a jump scare is coming but it still scares you yeah like every time <laughs> because it's all it's all in your hands yeah I think... and it's and it's the whole game is suspense the whole thing you're trying to do is get through this night and you're just waiting for these things to pop out again. yeah the whole time you're just fucking puckered up like yeah. oh god <laughs> exactly yeah that is the only game i will give cheap jump scares credit where they where it's due yeah i um, agree but fucking oh what's that one game i played 
not PT, um, Amnesia, The Dark Descent. That game was so good. I don't think I'm aware of what that is. I don't even know how to explain it. I, I, I streamed it, so I... When you're streaming and trying to pay attention to a game, it is so fucking hard. <laughs> like, I can play a mind-numbing game like fucking Call of Duty or Apex or whatever and be oh, fine yeah. and do well. Mm-hmm. But if I have to pay attention to the story while streaming, I w- I'm not going to remember shit. Yeah, it's hard because you've also got, like, the chat going and you've got people subscribing and all the pop-ups and stuff like that. Yeah, and even during that, I had... Uh, I forget, I think it was called Sound Bites or something, where mm-hmm. if some people used, or used bits or whatever, they could play a sound in my headphones and scare the fuck out of me whenever they wanted. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, it was good shit. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of fun to play on stream, but I remember very little about the game. But essentially, from what I do remember, is you're a dude in a castle, and there's weird shit going on in the castle, and you have to sneak your way around and learn more about the story and i think the plan is to like either escape or kill somebody i forget i forget how it ends up i I remember the ending but i forget how we end up getting there but it's it's very well done like there's no jump scares but the entire time you're like oh fuck oh you're like shit yeah (laughs) Yeah, like, a good horror shouldn't be shitty jump scares. Yeah, I I agree with you. And I um, I think that big horror movie franchises have given in to that. And just, like, like, games, obviously. I feel like that's all games are now. Is, like, most horror games are just jump scares. And I'm like, dude, it's just not, like, it's stale. But... I feel like big movie franchises did it too. Like the conjuring, like the first conjuring movie was so good because it wasn't just jump scares. It was like, and it's also based off of like, well, I say what you want about them being true or not, but it's based off of these people who say that they've done these things. Yeah. Um, and so there's an element of realism to it while also it being a supernatural horror movie. But it's not just jump scares. It's like an ongoing thing that's happening. And then there's like exorcisms and stuff, obviously. But um, then I feel like later in the Conjuring movies, they started to get a little bit more just like, we'll do anything for the jump scare. Um, Yeah, but then in the Conjuring 4, um, it's the devil made me do it. And it's based off of this case of... um, this guy murdered somebody and the his defense was that he was possessed like when he did it okay like there was a demon in him and he actually ended up getting less jail time because they were able to prove the fact that he was possessed and it's the first time that ever happened in a court of law okay and it was really interesting and the whole thing was like super interesting to watch and there was a lot of good scares in it that were like real and not just pop-ups so yeah i really love that movie um a good another good game that i think got inspiration from five nights at freddy's is called i think it's poppy's playhouse or something yeah it seems like it's pretty similar to five nights freddy's it is and it's not because it's it's open world oh really yeah but it's another one where you have to fight the jump scare. Mm-hmm. And it's it's very well done, and the characters are fucking creepy as shit. I've seen the main one. You've seen the, the first chapter or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that one was really... It was really good. I still haven't watched the second one yet, but I want to. Um, but I think... I think character design is really important when you're doing supernatural horror. Mm-hmm. Or not even that, because what's that fucking one movie with the bald dude? It's I think it's a thriller. I want to call it Speed, but I know it's not Speed. That one movie with the bald dude? Yeah. <laughs> it was many years ago. Three girls get kidnapped. 
Split. Split. That's what I it is. Love that movie. That was a great movie. So good. But his character was very well designed. One hundred percent. Um, and it worked very well. But if we're talking supernatural, um, I think a character design that is always going to be fucking creepy is just lanky fucking beings. Yes, one hundred percent. I don't know if he was the first, but to me, Slenderman was the first. Yep. And I never really got into his games or cared about his character. Yeah. But from him, branched out a lot of lanky, weird-looking characters. It's very true. <laughs> like, I think from P.T., I don't know enough about P.T., I never saw it, but I've seen clips of shit, and I think there's, like, a mom that's just, like, super fucking tall and lanky and creepy and shit. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's horrifying, because I... I could be thinking of a completely wrong game, but I think in PT, you're just in this one hallway the entire game. And you have, to, you have to walk to the end. It's like an L-shaped hallway, so you have to walk to the end and then turn and walk to the end and then walk through a door and you're back through at the same other end. But it changes every hallway. Okay. Um, but I believe at one point you walk and turn this corner and she's just standing there and like shaking and that shit is fucking terrifying <laughs> and i love it i love that character design especially like if they're just standing there shaking and then they just fucking lunge at you yeah because it's you see it coming it's cheap but you know it's coming and you can try to do something about it or hope for the best <laughs> yeah seriously fingers crossed yeah like that's well done and in Poppy's Playhouse, one of the characters, the the blue dude, I forget, Stretchy or something, but he's just a fucking, he's huge and skinny and giant ass limbs. And it's fucking horrifying to watch that thing come at you. I don't know what it is that makes that so terrifying. Just, I think it's, I you know what I think might be part of it. What? Is this might be far fetched, but I just thought about it and I was like, what can I think of that has like skinny limbs that everyone is terrified of? And then I thought of spiders. Skinwalkers. Well, skinwalkers, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> spiders. I mean, that's fair, but. But I mean, because spiders, if you think about it, they have like, they have thin legs, especially when they're big. When they're big spiders, they have like long, thin legs and they're fast and they can just like. And they're, they can jump at you. Yeah. And I'm not personally very scared of spiders, but most people, that's like their number one fear. Like, I hate spiders. Yeah. And I feel like that might be part of it. That, like, things with, like, long, skinny limbs are just, like, terrifying. Slenderman also has a lot to do with it. Yeah. Um, because we all were raised being terrified of Slenderman. I would agree with you on the spiders thing, aside from, or all except the fact that spiders in and of themselves, like you said, many people are so afraid of them. Mm -hmm. I'm afraid of them in video games because of how they can lunge at you and shit, and it always yeah. fucking scares me. Um, But I think that they're scary enough in and of themselves that you don't need to fuck with them to make it scarier. Like, you can, obviously, like, give them more limbs or giant whatever and fucking terrifying. Yeah. But I think when it comes to humans with long limbs, I think the scary part of that is, I know this is for AI and shit, or robots. I don't, uh, I don't know if it's only for them, but the, have you ever heard of the Uncanny Valley? No. Um. So the Uncanny Valley is, it's, it's like a graph, and it's u-shaped so imagine a u yeah kind of um so on one side you have you know like a big square robot face you're like that's not a human and then on the other side at the top both at the top you have a human face and in that valley um there's like this one section that's um, like, um, did you ever see, do you like Star Wars? Yes. Did you ever see the newest ones? 
Which one? The the la- the latest like three movies, the movies. Um, I haven't seen the most recent movie, but I know a, like about it. But I saw the other ones. Yes. Okay, I think in those ones there was um. A deep fake, or not a deep fake, just a complete recreation of Leia. Yes. Yes, and if you if you go back and watch that, pay attention to her face. That is what's called the uncanny valley because she looks like a human, but to our eyes, if you're watching it, you can tell it's not. There's something wrong, Wait. but you can't tell what it is. I have heard of this. Yes. It all just clicked. Yes, it's the uncanny yeah, valley. It's I have heard of this. Yes, it's the shit that you cannot tell why, but you know it's not human. Yeah. So I think that that's part of the horror thing um, with lanky beings. Because you're like, it's human, but it's not. But and it's, it's not, though. freaking me the fuck out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense, actually. Yeah. Man, I completely forgot about that. As soon as you said, as soon as you made the face example, I was like, oh my god, I remember like learning about what this was. Yes, it's fucking weird. It is weird. Um, and it's freaky. Yeah. A lot of things, this is something I watched on a VFX breakdown or whatever. Um, a lot of things that artists get wrong uh, when it comes to like facial recreation and not necessarily deep fakes, but like deep fake kind of shit. Mm-hmm. is the eyes like you can get the skin of how to speak the head shaking or the head movements the skin stretching everything mm-hmm. perfect but if you don't pay attention to the eyes you're gonna fuck your character up it's yeah because we gravitate towards eyes yes and head everything attached to the head starts with the eyes mm-hmm. so if you look to the left your eyes go first Everywhere, everything you do, your eyes go first. So if you have a character and their head moves for their eyes, it's fucking weird. And you can tell it's wrong. Yeah. Like, if you ever, if you ever want to be freaked out by yourself, I've done this. Take a video of yourself and move your head and then bring your eyes with your head. It's, it looks fucking wrong. (laughs) <laughs> you'll watch it be like that's not me that's fucking that's not me that's weird that's weird but you can't tell why until you know that it's because of the eyes yeah that makes sense yeah we pay so much attention to eyes that we don't even think about like they really like people say eyes are the windows to the soul and I, like i feel like it genuinely is that well it is because most emotion comes from the eyes it's true. Like, yes, if you want to be I... angry, sharpen your eyes. If you want to be yeah. sad, you know, cry. Yeah, yesterday, um, yesterday, me, me, my sister, and my friend Mercedes, yeah. um, we went to, we went to a sports bar slash grill, um, and... Alex was our DD, so she, like, didn't drink or anything. But um, Mercedes and I drank a bunch. And um, Alex noticed something. She said, RJ, the only way I'm able to tell if you're intoxicated is by your eyes. (laughs) And because apparently for some reason when I'm drunk, I don't really show it. Like, I'm still pretty calm. Um, You can't be just from my experience. It depends how far you go. It's true. It depends on how far I go. But it also depends on what I'm drinking. Um, yes. I was drinking whiskey last night, so whiskey chills me out a little bit. Um, but either way, I, I, it was like our last drinks or whatever. And then um, Mercedes was like, I can't even like tell that you're drunk. And my sister was like, I know exactly like when he is because his eyes start to get like just ever so slightly like watery like yep. a little glazed over she's like and his face brightens up yep <laughs> and i was like i was like that's so funny that she knows that because i've only drank around her like twice yep and so we pay a lot of attention <laughs> is that where that ended 
Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Is that worth it? <laughs> you sounded like you had more. You're like, we pay a lot of attention. We... <laughs> you just trail off. Yeah. That's pretty much it. We just, we pay a lot of attention to each other that we don't even think about. Yeah. What other movies are good? Uh, have you watched so, anything recently? Um. Other than Speed? <laughs> <laughs> you're close. Spree. Free. That's what it is. <laughs> there you go. Um, I did watch, I watched Man of Steel for the first time ever Friday Oh, you got to see the mustache. What? I believe it's at the start of the movie. Uh, there's a phone video of uh, Superman. Do you remember that? It's no. the very start. The very start is... I um, could be wrong. I might not be at the very start. But at some point, there's a a phone video of him and there's like a fire in the background or something going on in the background. And he's standing there talking to people through a phone camera. Why do I not recall that? Maybe I'm wrong, but I, I, I know, I know it's has to do with man of steel. Um, but <laughs> in that, I did go pee once during the movie. It might've been when I was in the bathroom. Could have been. Uh, <laughs> Probably. In that shot, uh, Henry Cavill had a mustache because um, he was shooting something else at the time of filming that. Yeah. And so they had to digitally replace his mustache with just skin. <laughs> and it looks so fucking wrong. I'm sure it does. Like it looks, it, it, it looks plastic, like rubberish. Yeah. And it, it moves really weird and his lips are like cut off at times. It's so bad, <laughs> but it's so fucking funny to watch. Have you seen the full movie? No, I'm not a big fan of DC heroes. So I'm not either. I'm not like a DC guy, but I was with, I was with my cousins, um, Lisi, Dito and junior. Yeah. And, um, then Alex was there too. And we were trying to decide what to watch. And I was like, oh, I've never seen Man of Steel. And they were like, what, bro? You have to watch it. Mm. So we turned it on. And honestly, I enjoyed it. I think it's the best DC movie that's in the DCEU, I guess I'll say. Yeah. Um, that I've seen. Like, it's like the story is the easiest to follow. It's interesting. It keeps you on your toes. It's a good story. Like, like it was a pretty good movie. It still doesn't hold a candle to Marvel movies. No. But it, like, I, I was surprised because I was expecting it to be bad. That's fair. I, I knew it was a good movie. Yeah. I think my biggest problem with DC is um, Superman. Because he's literally a god. He's kind of like Wanda. Where yeah. you could have... Did you ever uh, watch Batman vs. Superman? No, but I know what happens. Yeah, it's a fucking awful ending. Yeah, terrible. First of all, Superman could kill anyone, especially Batman, as soon as he wanted to. Because he's fucking As long as they don't have Superman. kryptonite. <laughs> like... If you think about it, Batman would have to have kryptonite on him at all times. It's true, he would. And would have to get it to Superman before Superman could kill him. Because yeah. it would take Superman two seconds. He would fly in, because he can fly. He would <laughs> show up, zap with his fucking eyes, and gone. Like, that's it. Yeah. And Superman, Superman, Batman is just a human so Superman could just fucking one punch, you're dead, good night, gone. Yeah, exactly. Especially because he's fast enough that he can f basically freeze time. Yeah. Like, if he wanted to, no one stood a chance. No, no one at all. And I, that's what I think is funny about DC. Another thing I hate about DC is that they, they make all of their heroes, like, they have to have these morals of, like, I won't kill anyone. Yeah. Like, and I hate that because I just am like, 
Because it, it becomes the same story with every hero. Yeah. Batman wants to kill the Joker, but he's like, but I can't, so I'm going to put him in jail. Which, in turn, is just hurting more people because he's going to get out of jail, kill people, but you won't kill him. Yeah. And it makes it so that it's an endless battle that no one can do anything about. And Superman is the same way. I'm like, how does Superman not accidentally kill people all the time? Right. And I'm sure they do because of the fucking carnage that goes on in their battles. In their, yeah, exactly. I'm not going to kill anyone. They kill millions of civilians. Exactly. At least the Avengers are like honest about it. Yeah. They're like, oh yeah, we killed people. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Whoops. Yeah. Whoops. Sorry. My bad. <laughs> oh, your life is saved. That sucks. Yeah, you're, <laughs> we saved the majority, okay? Right. Like, I don't... That's what I like about Marvel, is that they're okay. Like, that's why I like Deadpool, too. Is that he literally is just a mercenary. He's a perfect anti-hero. Yeah, like, he just kills people. Yeah. Like, he's a contract killer, who also is very funny. And can't die. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, Wolverine. Wolverine's yeah. a full-on good guy, and he will... Slice up a motherfucker. Oh, yeah, bro. Wolverine. Yo, as much as, like, half of the X-Men movies were, like, really bad. The X-Men movies were so bad, but they could have been great. Yeah, like, they could have been great, but Wolverine was always great. Yeah. Hugh Jackman was... I can't think of anyone else, like, to play Wolverine. Because now, when I think of Wolverine, I think of Hugh Jackman. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's the perfect casting. Like, it was the perfect casting. He really, really killed it. Like, it's as perfect as Ryan Reynolds for Deadpool. Like, there's no one else I can think of anymore. Yeah. And, but there's, and that's another thing with, like, DC, is there's multiple people who play all of these characters, and there's, like, different iterations on them. Like, Batman has had, like, six different actors. Yeah. And that's not including voice actors for cartoons. Mm-hmm. Like, Mark Hamill was the Joker for the longest time, just, like, as a voice actor. Yeah, and he did an incredible fucking job. Oh, yeah, incredible. He's a legend, but that's, yeah, but with the Avengers, it's like, no one can come black and come black. Come black. That was, that was a mistake. Um, no one can come back and play Iron Man. No one can come back and play Captain America. No one can play Thor. No one can play any of these people. Yeah. Even Doctor Strange. Like, it's just, it's like these people are specific, and so they're able to do these stories that continue on, and some heroes die, and it makes it so that you're not always thinking, like, oh, they'll come back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't expect to see Iron Man unless there's a prequel or something. Yeah. Like, I know that that's done. So... I don't know. This became a Marvel versus DC battle, and it seems we are on the same side. We are. <laughs> yeah, I I'm not a big DC guy. I don't I don't understand it. No. I I enjoy Batman to a point. I like the movies for Batman. I feel like they always do a good job. I think Heath Ledger's Joker was the perfect Batman movies. Oh well, yeah, and he was only in one of them. I thought so. he was in all of them. No, oh. just in the Dark Knight. Yeah, because there's, um, oh, what's the, Batman Begins. So that's the first movie out of the trilogy. Mm -hmm. And in that, that's how he becomes Batman. So he's dealing with, like, some people say Ra's al Ghul, some people say Ra's al Ghul. It doesn't matter. He's dealing with Ra's. Yeah. And so um, he's dealing with him, and that's, like, basically what Batman Begins is about. And then there's the Dark Knight where he's dealing with the Joker. And then there's the Dark Knight Rises, and that's Bane. That pissed me off. Because what pissed you off? Bane is such a fucking cool character. He is. And just to have him as some beefy dude with a strange mask and a vest, yeah, is such a ripoff of the character. Yeah. Like, he and I was, feel like the actor did incredibly well playing Bane. Yeah, like Tom Hardy did a really good job. Is that who that was? Yeah, that's oh, Tom Hardy. Shit. Yeah. Um. But the character himself is so much cooler than he was portrayed to be in that. Yeah, I agree. The ending? I feel like... What? Go ahead. Did you like Batman in the Dark Knight movies? I didn't like Christian mind Bale? 
I, I liked it more than some of the other ones I've seen. Yeah. Um, but I like it mostly just to quote it. Just yeah, it's got it's got the, some funny lines. The voice thing is so fucking stupid. The voice Where is, is she? very stupid. Where is Where Rachel? Where are the rest of the drugs going? <laughs> He's the first one to ever change Batman's voice, so I'll respect him for that. Yeah. But it's so funny to make fun of. Because it's just <laughs> Where's the money? Like it just it's not. It's, so, it's bad. so like not intimidating. If anyone if anyone like if a dude dressed as a bat came up to me and was like Where are you going? I would be like I'd be like, uh, is this like Comic Con? Is Comic Con going on? Like what's happening? Makes, I would never be like, Oh, this is this is a dangerous guy. Yeah. It makes me think of that bit by uh Gabriel Iglesias. <clears throat> Help me find my puppy. <laughs> oh, Gabriel Iglesias. I haven't watched a special of his in such a long time. He hasn't put one out in a while. Yeah, it's true. He's old now. He's older. Well, fucking, He's not old, but... So is Dave Chappelle, but he's cranking him out. That's true. <laughs> Dave Chappelle's grinding. <laughs> but Dave Chappelle took a very long break. He did, that's true. So, Fluffy was putting specials out that whole time. Somebody had to fill the air. Yeah, it's true. Uh, between, like, Gabriel Iglesias, Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart had a fucking... Had the shit owned for a long time. Yeah. He was Kevin running Hart. shit. Dude, I know so many people who aren't into stand-up comedy, but have seen Laugh at My Pain. Yeah. Like, that special made waves. And it's... It's, it's good, too. It's yeah. like... Like, Kevin Hart, people disrespect Kevin Hart as a comedian, and it pisses me off because I'm like, I think he's a better comedian than he is anything else. He's a great comedian, but he's out of material. Oh, yeah, because he's, the thing is, is that he's too, he's too a level of famous where he's no longer relatable, yeah. and he can't be relatable anymore, which isn't his fault, you know? Huh. Like, dude's successful. Like, good for him. But, um... Yeah, I do wish that, I wish he would have stayed more as a comedian and did a couple of movies rather than becoming a movie star. Yeah. Um, you know who I'm fucking sick of watching? Who? The Rock. Yeah, I'm sick of it. The I'm dude is in every fucking movie. Give it he to is. somebody else. He's in every movie and as charismatic as The Rock is, like I don't really put him in a great actor category. He's a good actor. Like he is a good actor, but he's not like acting, a legend good. in it. Like his legend status is only because he's in so many movies. I don't think it's for his actual acting ability. No. Um, the thing that bothers me is even Ryan, Ryan Reynolds suffers from this is every movie that they're in, they just play themselves. They do. Ryan Reynolds is lucky that he, A, started as, not started, but, like, became everyone's favorite through Deadpool. Yeah, 100%. Because then he he got his start through movies, as far as I know. Yeah. So he can play himself in movies and be fine. Kind of similar to Jack Black, where Jack Black <laughs> is a little less tolerable being Jack Whoa. Black in every movie. I love Jack Black. Don't take that the wrong okay. way. I was going to say, I was like, we are not going to no, diss no. Jack Black on this podcast. It's just his his personality is less tolerable than Ryan Reynolds being who being themselves in every movie. That's fair. But The Rock, being a dude who we literally call The Rock because he was a <laughs> fucking wrestler. If you see him in a movie, you're not going to be like, oh, that's... Jimmy Stam Stammerin. <laughs> Stammer. Whoever the fuck he's playing. You're gonna go, oh, that's the rock. Yeah, seriously, you refer to him as the rock. Yeah. And Ryan You know Reynolds, him as the rock. Yeah. Like Ryan Reynolds is the same way. But he can and, play characters. Yeah, and like you said, Jack Black. You know what movie I want you to watch, actually? What? 
there's a movie called Bernie. Bernie. And it Jack Black is the star, mm-hmm. but it's a character piece. Oh, please. Please. I'm struggling today. Um, It's a character piece, and he plays an actual dude who lived. Um, And the story is about this guy. He was a... He worked at a mortuary. He was a mortician. Mm-hmm. And he was the sweetest guy on the planet and the most popular person in this small town. Um, He was just multi-talented, like, amazing guy. And he was single like wasn't with anyone everyone thought that he was gay because he was never like he would never accept attention from women and he ends up basically i won't spoil it but he ends up doing something that's like sends shockwaves through the town Mm -hmm. and you completely lose jack black in the performance like he becomes this guy and you still get some of the jack black isms like his charisma and his like likability yeah but oh man it's like an emotional movie that's also hilarious i think i think that's my point is those guys started jack Black started as an actor didn't he um actually he was a musician first okay i had a feeling it was that but yeah they're they're actors they can act they can't like, Ryan Reynolds can fucking act. It's just most yeah. of the roles he gets cast is typecast. Yeah, so and now funny yeah, and Jack Black character. is the same way. Yeah. But this even, is just one movie. Even Adam Sandler. Like, the dude is the same fucking dude in every movie. Until now. Until now. Yeah, now he's branching out. Yeah, and he can fucking do it. And he's killing it. Yeah. Dude, Uncut Gems. Have you seen Uncut Gems? I've not. I've seen clips, and he's very oh. good. In those clips. Gee, you gotta watch Uncut Gems, dude. I wanted to, but I just don't really care about the story. And it's, it's isn't it like fucking three hours long? It's like two and a half. Okay. It's pretty long. Yeah. But it's really good. And it's like it's intense. Like the entire thing is super, super intense. Um and he's just yeah, he crushes it. And he just came out with this new movie. I think it's called Humble. Humble, that's what it is. And I still need to watch that. I'm obsessed with basketball, so it's right up my alley. Yeah. Um, but it has like 95% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I think he does. He acts in this one too. He's he's a little yeah. less serious in it. So there's a little more Adam Sandler in it. But yeah, but it's not like Happy Gilmore. No. Billy Madison. You know? It's It's still acting. It's good. Yeah, I think it's cool. I would I would definitely recommend that you watch Uncut Gems, and I would recommend that you watch Bernie. I don't know where you would find Bernie. You might have to rent it or something. But yeah. that's one movie that... The only reason I ever found out that movie existed is because my uncle Dean... I was sleeping over at their house, and I was like 15 years old. And he was like, Oh, like I watched this movie the other day. I think you'll like it. You like Jack Black. And I was like, okay, cool. So he turned it on because it was on Netflix at that point. Yeah. And I remember watching it being like, what the fuck is this? Like, I'm <laughs> expecting it to be a comedy, like um, like a normal Jack Black comedy, because it is comedic in most of the movie. Yeah. Um, but it was so different. And at first I was like, this is weird. I don't think I like this. But as I got older, I watched it more times. And I, like, started looking into the actual story of it. And it's really interesting. Hmm. But, yeah, I would recommend that. Did you ever see Weekend at Bernie's? No. No? Do you know what it is? I don't know. You don't know what Weekend at Bernie's is? I don't. <laughs> oh, my God. It's, it's incredibly fucking stupid. I... I've never seen it, but I know the premise of it. I forget if it's like these two kids at their uncle's house, I think. And they find him and he's dead. But they need him to be alive. So they just put sunglasses on him and like put his arms around them and just pretend he's alive for a weekend. (laughs) What? Yeah. That's so weird. Yeah. It's it's incredibly fucking strange, but that's 
That's that's what that movie is. You know whose movies I miss a hell of a lot? Who? Robin Williams. Yeah, I miss Robin Williams. Yeah, that dude is a fucking legend. Yeah. He's... Yeah, he was a different a different breed of person. Yeah. That was, like, so, so talented. And he He's... could do serious movies, he could do comedy, like... He was one of those actors that even though he was Robin Williams, he still could do different roles. Yeah. Did you ever see his stand-up comedy? Yeah, he was hilarious. He was fucking hilarious. He was a little so offensive, good. but fucking oh, yeah. so he's, funny. I mean, he's old. Yeah, and it was recorded at a different time. Yeah, definitely. But <laughs> Definitely a different time. <laughs> fuck, he was so good. I miss his shit, man. Yeah. He, could you imagine the shit he could have put out if he were still alive today? Oh, yeah. It, he would still be putting out bangers, I guarantee it. Oh, yeah. Fuck, he might even get, get onto a Marvel movie. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. I think it would be so funny to see Robin Williams in a Marvel movie. Yeah, that would be crazy. End up at a hospital going to see all the people they've saved and there's Patch Adams. <laughs> that would be so funny. <laughs> it would be great. All right. That's been it for this episode of the Backyard Table Podcast. It's been, it's been a good one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you think, G? Yeah, I agree. It was fun. <laughs> all right. Uh, you can find us on our socials. Um, it's at Backyard Table on Twitter. On TikTok, it's at The Backyard Table. And on Instagram, it's Backyard Table Pod. You can find me on my personal socials at rjgreer underscore on Instagram and rjgreer17 on Twitter. Where can they find you, G? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at gunxdaddy. Perfect. Well, that's been it for the Backyard Table Podcast, and we'll see you on another night.